This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, a post-game live reaction episode of the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm your host, Jordan Hill. Got Kip Adams with me to talk about Georgia moving to 11-0. Georgia takes care of business against number 18 Tennessee in Knoxville on Saturday afternoon. Georgia wins 38-10. Uh, one of those games, Kip, it, it really turned uh, over the course of the first half. Tennessee gets the ball. First play of the game, Jalen Wright, 75-yard touchdown. I think everyone in the press box sort of looked at each other and said, okay, you know, this this really may be a four-quarter game. And to Georgia's credit, they took care of business really through from that moment on. Offense was rolling, played really well. Defense just didn't give up a whole lot. And the end result is Georgia ends another season 8-0 in SEC play. Yeah, I think we we kind of looked at each other and said, let's go ahead and get this uh, defensive possession touchdown out of the way. And Tennessee obliged on that first play. And honestly, after that, I mean, they only allowed 202 yards the rest of the game, shut Tennessee out in the second half, which um, don't overlook that. That was, that was an impressive performance by Georgia's defense overall. And again, the, the first true road test or the, the biggest road test for Georgia this year and they came out and took care of business. Once again, it gets a ranked opponent and covered the spread again, which now I'm kind of looking back and wondering how they really came up with that spread as a 10-point you know, road favorite when a game, in a game that Georgia was clearly you know, the superior team in, in, this, uh, in this matchup. And again, Carson Beck coming out and really doing an outstanding job setting the team up uh, for success at the line of scrimmage. Again, early on, the crowd was kind of loud, but they took that crowd out of this game fairly fairly quickly after that opening score. And I think we have to look back and wonder, uh, you know, is this the, the Dylan Bell breakout performance? Uh, just an outstanding performance by him, just doing just about everything you can do with the football, uh, you know, throwing a touchdown, obviously uh, uh, an impressive kickoff return, and a breakout performance of wide receiver when Georgia kind of needed a, you know, the most, they were kind of banged up there and he stepped up and was just really impressive overall. Yeah. You have to wonder, you know, a hundred point zero QBR rating for Dylan Bell. You know, I mean, Carson Beck only 91. Let's see. He was 93.1. I mean, man, what a really rough showing from your starting quarterback. Let's talk about Carson 24 of 30, 298 passing yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, Thought he played really well, and again, it was basically the worst setup Georgia could have on the road for Tennessee to get the ball and immediately score. You get the Neyland Stadium crowd into the game, 
And it didn't seem to phase Georgia. You know, they, they played really well. I think there was one punt in the first half. All, all the other drives, they at least scored. Uh, there was one field goal and the rest were touchdowns. Uh, this offense is just super effective. And, again, this was another night where you saw Lab McConkey was limited. Kirby Smart told us after the game he's been dealing with an ankle injury going back to last week. Brock Bowers was in and out a little bit. He kind of got dinged up, but it seemed like he was okay in the aftermath. But you had guys like Dylan Bell, uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint making plays, uh, just getting a lot of different guys involved. To me, if you're a fan of this team, to see this offense continue to strive and, and play as well as they have, especially on third down, the, the third downs tonight. I know Tennessee was 2 of 11. I'm not sure what Georgia ended up with, uh, 9 of 13. I mean, it, it was just a stark contrast of even when Georgia was getting in third and mediums, maybe a few third and longs, they were still able to convert. There's just not a lot to me. When you look at this offensive performance, you can come out and say, well, I'm really worried about this or I'm really worried about that. Uh, very, very impressive overall performance from the offense. Yeah, I think the one thing you could say now is that Carson Beck just isn't really phased by anything. Uh, I think for three weeks in a row, they've gone up against uh, defenses that have kind of turned it up a notch as far as just being aggressive on the pass rush and trying to blitz, trying to get in his face and pressure him. And early on, you know, a throw here or two was a little bit early, but he settled in as usual and was on target for almost the entire game. And really what that did for Georgia is it kept them on schedule. They didn't have – they had manageable third downs for most of the night. They didn't get behind the sticks. And that's how you win the time of possession battle and you march down the field on multiple drives. And I think right now you got to look and – Look at Carson Beck. We talked going into the season, experience, snaps were going to be key for him to get that confidence. And now, I mean, you're seeing, you know, all that come to fruition here. He, he's now uh, what 11 games to begin his career, all 11 games throwing for 250 yards or more, and is one of the best quarterbacks in the country once again uh, for this Georgia program in his first season as a starter. The fact that now the discussion is fans wanting to know whether or not he's going to come back for another season kind of tells tells you all about just the the type of performance he's having on a week-by-week basis now. You're hearing some conversations from fans about him maybe being a Heisman candidate. I'm not sure that's going to happen with just some of the seasons that other guys have had. But to have that conversation... I think that's huge. I mean, I think that that shows you, you know, there were a lot of people worried about what this offense would look like under Carson Beck. And now we're being like, oh, man, it'd be really disappointing if he doesn't get to New York. I mean, to me, that says a ton about Carson, what he's been able to do. Also says a lot about that first-year offensive coordinator, Mike Bobo. The fact that, again, Georgia's putting up close to if, uh, right at 40 points a game again. Uh, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. Um, I, I think that... Those questions have been answered. I don't think if you saw just the the plays that Mike Bobo has been dialing up, especially the last two weeks, he's putting film out there that's just going to make it even more difficult for their upcoming opponents to to kind of scheme against them. They are very unpredictable right now, and honestly, a a lot of very unique and uh, creative play designs. Uh, I think, like I said, on on that Dylan Bell touchdown pass to Marcus Rosemey Jackson. I mean, that, that's something now that people uh, teams have to account for, and so that should just open things up even more uh, for, for the rest of this Georgia offense. 
Looking at some of the other things that stood out from tonight, you only give up three points after Jalen Wright's 75-yard touchdown. There was a run there where Georgia scored 24 unanswered. Pretty much put the game away by halftime, and they continued to play well into the second half. Thought Michael Williams played really well. Thought he played um, – had one drive where he had a tackle for a loss, and then I, ha- I believe he had uh, a pass deflection that forced a punt, later had a sack – Uh, Kirby had talked about him earlier in the week and said he felt like he was starting to play his best ball, and I think you saw that against Tennessee. Uh, Peyton Woodring, early field goal, I thought that that could have been huge had he missed it. I believe it's like a 42-yarder. The crowd was really into it, and you look at a freshman who – has continued to impress. And you know, I'll be the first to say, I, I was critical of him early in the year. He was missing some really short field goals, and you thought, should they turn this thing over to Jared Zirkle? Credit to Kirby Smart and the coaches. They stuck with him, and, and he's come through again and again. Um, you know, I think that's about it for me as far as my thoughts. You win a really tough game on the road. I know Tennessee's banged up, but we know how loud Neyland Stadium can get and how that can affect things. Uh, the only other notes really I would throw out there, we mentioned Ladd. Have been dealing with an ankle injury. Kirby Smart gave a couple injury updates after the fact. Uh, Tate Rattledge, they said he banged knees with somebody. Doesn't sound like it's anything serious. Kirby made it sound like he expects Tate will be back by the time we are looking at this Georgia Tech game next week. Uh, Rara Thomas, sounded like he was dealing with a foot injury uh, even in pregame. He played a little bit. I believe he had a catch on the opening drive, uh, but then he winds up going out. So, on the whole, you want everybody healthy, but when you look at this game specifically, I think the news out of this game when it comes to injuries was about as positive as you could want and expect out of a game like this. Definitely, and this is the time of the year where Kirby will just tell you that no team's healthy overall. I think most of the Georgia's you know, primary players are healthy. You obviously want to, want to get a guy like Jermon Dumas-Johnson back. Um, Julian Humphreys, you know, those are guys that you want to see if they can continue to try to work their way back uh, to playing in, you know, in the postseason. But you like, you know, a lot of the young guys that are stepped up. Uh, the, this team ro- always rotates their players in. They get talked about as far as that limiting them, piling up big stats. But this is also the time of year where you look back and go, well, I'm glad Georgia rotated all those linebackers in. You know, I'm glad they rotated those edge guys in because you're not playing guys for the first time in important snaps at this time of the year. And you just look at C.J. Allen. Again, the first play of the game, you know, him and Smile Munden both take the wrong uh, angle to the ball, give up the big play, and then the rest of the game they give up 60 yards rushing total. Uh, and also C.J. Allen had an outstanding pass breakup. They, Tennessee saw one-on-one with him and the running back. Uh, out there in the flat, it would have been a big play on third down. C.J. Allen breaks on the ball and and bats the ball away. It was an outstanding play. It kind of just shows you the the what the reason why he's playing as a true freshman on on Georgia's defense and the back end of that secondary. Just another week where you just look and Joe Milton's out there throwing it 30, 32 times, and they're getting tested left and right with a you know a cannon for an arm and. You have guys like Tyke Smith. They're just closing the ball sideline to sideline. Javon Bullard with a big pass breakup downfield. And, uh, you know, Malachi Starks came about as close to having another, you know, athlete, like acrobatic interception as you can get without coming down with the ball. Incredible safety play by Georgia. And those are obviously uh, guys that you're really going to need to make big plays against Jalen Milrow when they play Alabama and Atlanta. 
Getting ready to wrap this thing up. Uh, Kip, any parting thoughts? I'll just throw out there, you know, you took care of business. You did have a couple guys get banged up. Again, it sounds like the prognosis for both those guys is positive. You win. You don't find yourself in a four-quarter game, even though even early, it kind of looked like that's where this thing was headed. you got to be thrilled if you're a Georgia fan about how this thing played out. You take care of business. No funny business uh, with the way this game turned or the fact that this game was decided really by the time they got to halftime. So uh, Georgia's now a win away from another perfect regular season. Uh, This would be the third consecutive perfect regular season if they're able to beat Georgia Tech next week. Uh, Kip, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Also good to see uh, Kendall Milton just have another, uh, you know, healthy, uh, solid performance. Gave them tough yards when they needed it most. Uh, I think that's that's the kind of uh, performance that goes under the radar because he didn't blow up the stat sheet. But uh, you have a healthy uh, Dejon Edwards and Kendall Milton. Um, those dogs will hunt in, in close games. You need those guys to, to again, keep you on schedule uh, when those margins get tighter against the, the better football teams that – Georgia's going to play in December. You mentioned the run game. They ended up 3.9 rushing yards per carry, which kind of surprised me looking at it. It was sort of quiet, but when you play that well, um, you know, sometimes those numbers just kind of accumulate, uh, even if it feels like they're just kind of grinding the game away. Uh, We're going to wrap it up right there. I appreciate everyone who listened to this. Uh, We're getting ready to head out of Knoxville, get ready for another busy week as we turn the page to clean old-fashioned hate. So for Kip Adams, I am Jordan Hill. Until next time, take care, everybody.